Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final, the game and the series, and the results are not good. Unless you're not looking at the scoreboard, you were entertained by this game. 14-11 at uh, Great American Ballpark. As the Brewers fall in Game 3, they lose the game in the series. Ouch. Uh, this is a tough one. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Tim Allen. Live in the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online learning. Learn on your terms at lakeland.edu. 14-11, they make it interesting at the end. And what's, what's the damn problem here? Brewers have lost two consecutive series. They've lost four of their last five games. Now, the record is nice. 20-12 and 12 after this defeat. Uh, they'll have an off day tomorrow. They'll get back into it. Uh, on uh, Friday against the Miami Marlins. So you, we can all focus on, on the, uh, the basketball game tonight. But, wow, 14 runs. This pitching staff, 14 runs, is that the main problem with this team? Because that's what we're going to talk about today. What is the biggest concern of this team right now? Hey, you shouldn't be satisfied with a 20 and a 12 mark. I mean, there are games like this. There are that... You know, you you hold the pitching in check, um, and and you know you win this game. You put up eleven runs. I mean, for crying out loud, you should win almost every single one of those games, unless it's a wind blowing out at Wrigley and things get haywire. Maybe this is one of those times, but it's not an isolated incident here for this baseball team. This has been going on now. I believe unofficially. 
I mean, I can I can check it out and add it up. They've lost four of their last five. In their last five games, these pitchers, both starters and relievers, now the, this is a collective stat here, they've given up 40 runs. That's 4-0. 40 in five games. That, to me, is part of the bigger problem here. Right now, just, just right now. Overall, no, I, I, you know, I would say it's maybe some other things. But 40 runs you've given up in five games. That's why you've lost four or five. It's just that simple. I don't want anyone blaming the offense here. Although, you know, you did lose a 3-2 game on Saturday night in Atlanta. You only put up two runs in a 9-2 loss on Sunday in Atlanta. You did put up five runs on Monday night in Cincinnati. You put up another five last night in a 5-4 win. Then you put up another 11. This isn't necessarily about the offense here, guys. This is a pitching problem, and who would have thought that? I mean, quite frankly, who would have thought that? Okay, so they lose 14-11. Uh, to 11. I'm going to have Sam Schmitz here go through the box score in just a little bit because, you know, anytime you put up 11 runs, Brewers were popping some home runs. And Sam, Christian Yelich, did he do it again against the Reds? He did it again for the third time in his career, all against the Reds. Every time he's hit for the cycle. He's got, he hit for the cycle today, uh, and he's done it all three times against those Cincinnati Reds. You know, I thought I hated a few players. How do you think those Reds uh, fans feel about Christian Yelich? Yeah, probably how we felt about like Anthony Rizzo against the Brewers mm-hmm. when he was at the Cubs. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're feeling just about that. But it's it's about how I feel about Tommy Pham right now. Right, but at the end of the day, they got the win and the series. So they did, and they took they took it to the crew guys. They did. They didn't back down. I think they played aggressive baseball. There was a small ball sighting in this game today. You wouldn't have thought it in fourteen to eleven final. Or as some announcers would say, 14 of 11 is the score. Now, I don't want to name names, but when the score was 7 to 4, I know my ears, and I was hearing out in the Brewers' uh, trail, 7 of 4. I'm just saying. I hate doing that. <laughs> I, 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 have to, I have to point it out, though. No, nah, let him know, Tim. I'm with you. <laughs> you know, seven, you don't say that in it's seven of four. And the Brewers trail seven of four. I, I can honestly say I've never heard that before. I haven't either until today. I, I thought my ears were fooling me, so I had to, I had to tape it and then rewind it. To, to make sure, but I don't. I don't want to do that today. Maybe, maybe when I'm in a much, much more crabby mood, I can go there. But Christian Yelich, is he back to some semblance? Now again, there's a lot of gray area here, guys. Do you think he will get back? And is he back to some semblance of a superstar player? Now make no mistake about it, superstar player. You make the definition of that, but it's it's up there, right? There's there's no there's no sugarcoating it. You, you, super. When I say superstar, you know what I mean. At least you know that I'm in the ballpark. You're in the ballpark. We can agree. One of the more elite. Now again, we're only 32 games in here. Hits for the cycle today, Sam. You want to check numbers just so we can give uh, people some gravity on this thing. Um, his current numbers this year, 
I mean, his, his, his RBIs are just like three or four off the, off the uh, National League lead. I can check his RBIs and home run totals, uh, but for right now, his slash line after today's game is 259 for a batting average, 356 on base percentage, and 482 slugging percentage. And there you go. I mean, and he hits for the cycle today. I would say if he's not there yet, he's definitely star player, right? Can we can we say that? He, as I said, the home runs are coming, the hard hit ball rates up, the on base is there, the driving in runs is there, the defense is there, the wheels are there. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Your thoughts on this fourteen eleven loss? Your thoughts? Your thoughts on losing four of five? Out of the blue, you just, boom, you lose four or five. This Cincinnati series was a hangover from Atlanta. That's what this was. I'll credit Cincinnati. They were going to win some games, and they're going to win 50-plus games. They will. And some of them are going to be against this team, against the Brewers. But this was all about Atlanta, I'm telling you. They did not play well in Atlanta. They looked bad. They were loose, they weren't sharp, they were sloppy, and it was ugly in Atlanta. And you don't just flip the switch like that. As much as everybody wants to say so, that you can just, hey, there's no momentum in, in baseball, it's just about the, the next game, anything can happen. No, I don't buy it. This, this was created in Atlanta, and they come limping out of Atlanta looking bad. Not only losing two of three, but looking bad while they did it. If they would have looked good while they did it, no problem. Zero problem. Crisp, fundamental baseball. Cincinnati got aggressive today. They smelled blood in the water. They attacked Adrian Hauser when they needed to. They laid off when he was wild. They got a small ball inning in there uh, uh, against a lefty. This, this, this is the kind of baseball I like, guys. Colin Moran against Hobie Milner. Lefty-lefty matchup. Moran, inside-out swing, goes the opposite way. Lefty-lefty, opposite way for a leadoff double. Next guy up, Tyler Naquin. Sacrifice bunt. Boom, over he goes. Next batter, Kyle Farmer. Sack fly to center field, and it's a run just like that. That's the kind of baseball that does still exist. And that just happened. They were, they were aggressive. And the Brewers tried to be aggressive at the wrong time today. It was the first inning, a leadoff double by Colton Wong. One out later, he's trying to get to third with Christian Yelich up. I mean, who, who wants to run around in front of Christian Yelich? I mean, I, I, guess, I guess he's not 2018-2019 Christian Yelich, but he's starting to be. Is he? Are you guys seeing this? Is he starting to, to become that star to superstar player? That you're seeing, it's for the cycle today, and a Brewers 14 to 11 loss. 414 799 Let's go to Ricky. You're first up here on the fan. Your thoughts on today's game? Getting your reaction here today, as well as your thoughts on Christian Yelich. He hits for the cycle today in a loss, granted, but is he back in any way, shape, or form to you? Yelich hitting for the cycle and Ricky for the bar and batting leadoff on the postgame show today. <laughs> Did you YouTube strike a lucrative deal with the MLB for <laughs> juice balls today? My lord. And by the way, I never thought I'd be begging to get back to Bally Sports, but my God, that was a, a tough broadcast to watch. 
Um, thoughts, Tim? You know, pitching wise, if we could alternate between Lauer and Barnes, that would be great. That's all I trust right Barnes. now. Yelich, you know, the signs are there, and they have been for for a few days here now. He's he's been seeing the ball the ball well. Uh, you knew a day like this was coming. I, I'm fine with the offense, but Tim, I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I'm not sure if people are going to touch on this, and maybe I'm a little off base, but Locaine, love him to death, but it's not just the offense, but it's the defense now, too. Is our guy about to hit spin cycle? Is he washed? Would love to get your thoughts. Thanks. Um, yeah, and, and uh, thanks, Ricky. I, I, uh, I was asked that <clears throat> Excuse me, about a week ago, or so, maybe even longer than that. I mean, I've been asked that a handful of times here on the show. It's a tough, tough answer because the guy does bring. Now, I don't. You know, he had the errors in 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 uh, Atlanta, and I don't know what was going on there, but uh, it was sloppy, as I said, and the team in general was sloppy. But is there enough gas left in the tank for Lorenzo Cain? Can you supplement some of the playing time with Tyrone Taylor? I think they're trying to feel that out right now. And I think you would too. You know, you're 20 and, 20 and 12. It does give you the luxury here a little bit to find out what you, you've got, what you need down the line. Seeing signs of Lorenzo Cain breaking out of it. He's still under the Mendoza line. And yes, it hasn't been flawless defense. I would give it a little more time, share the playing time with Taylor. The split would be and probably should be about a 50-50 split. That's where I would go now for, for two reasons. Number one, to get Tyrone Taylor some reps, keep him active. But then secondly, to, to save the legs for Lorenzo Cain when you could really use a leader in July, August, September, into the postseason. Does that make sense? I think there's a happy medium in there, and that's that appears to me what they're doing a little bit. Um, but that's tough. I mean, it, it, raise your hand if you didn't think you were going to have this problem when they signed Lorenzo Cain in 2018. You knew the back end of that deal wasn't going to be the front end in production. We all knew that. Now's the time. Is it the same production from 2018, 2019? No, it's not. It, it's not surprising either. So do you supplement some time? I think so. I think that's what they're doing. I think we'd all do the same thing. 414-799-1250. your reaction on the ballgame, as well as Christian Yelich. Is he back to some way, shape, or form of a star to superstar in your mind? Because you got to ask the question here. The numbers are starting to look like it. Did you see the leaderboard here, uh, Sam, with, with the home runs and RBIs? Brewers got a handful in each category in the National League. Yeah, I will have to double-check that. Just just take a, take a look. I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, Hunter Renfro might be tied in the NL in home runs for the lead. And then Rowdy and Willie Adamas are right there in the top ten, maybe one off the pace. Uh, RBIs, Christian Yelich is maybe four off the pace, I want to say, somewhere in there, four or five. But Rowdy's up there. In RBIs, Willie's up there in RBIs. I mean, this offense is showing signs to be a good offense, like I thought. It's not a bad offense. I don't care what you what you say or what you're seeing. It's not a bad offense. It's really not. The pitching's the problem lately. They've given up 40 
runs in five games. That's eight. Is that math right? Eight times five is 40. Um, yes. He's giving up eight runs a game. This pitching staff? Bullpen. 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 They need to settle that thing down. Now, Hauser wasn't good today. Let's face it. Got a little sloppy defensively. Luis Urias, uh, an error that, uh, in theory, would have gotten Hauser out of the inning. Hauser goes four innings, six hits, seven runs. Um, that's not good, although only three were earned. So four unearned runs in his performance today based on that error. So you've had some other issues, but 40 runs you've given up as a collective pitching staff. And I shouldn't say a lot. Some of those are unearned, as I just stated, especially these today uh, for Hauser. 799-1250. The main problem with the Brewers right now losing four or five, I don't mean it negatively. I'm just asking you how maybe I'm viewing this a little bit different. Maybe I watch baseball a little bit different. And you can say, well, there's really not a problem. Tim, they're 20 and 12. And, you know, go on from there with your comments. And then secondly, Christian Yelich. Does he look like he's back? I don't know, man. He just hit for the cycle today. Tim, you want those numbers? Let's see them. All right, so Hunter Renfro after today tied his teammate Willie Adamas for eight home runs. The current leader in MLB for home runs is Aaron Judge. He had a walk-off home run last night. He's now up to 10. As far as RBIs for Christian Yelich, Jose Ramirez leads the MLB in RBIs with 30, and then Christian Yelich after today is at 20. Yeah, he's 10. Okay, so 10. But yeah. in the NL, in I the was NL, looking at the NL. Rowdy Tellez leads the NL in RBI. He yeah. currently has 27. Yeah, I mean, see, you double-check that Renfro thing. He had two homers today. I thought he hit. Okay, you might be right. I'm looking I, at the I box score. Seven it says and eight. after yeah. today. Seven and eight. Yeah, he's yep. up to eight. Yeah. All right. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to uh, Nate. Nate, you're next here on the fan. Fourteen eleven. Wow. Yeah. Wow is the wow is an understatement. Um, I, I I hate to be this guy because um, I criticize other people for being this guy, but um, remember if before I'm gonna correct myself, as we started that last game of the Atlanta series, right? Mm-hmm. It's Craig yeah. Council's fault. The reason why this pitching, starting pitching, is getting wacky like this. Ah, okay. I hadn't even thought of that, Nate. I have, I have not thought of that, but I will now. I think he's messing with what what was coming into this season, the best five man rotation in all of baseball, and he had to he had to stick his uh, tinkering in there and uh, go with Aspie. But I, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's throwing. We talk about we talk about in baseball the most the people players like consistency, especially pitchers. They do everything like even when they have to pitch on a fourth day. You talk about oh how is it going to affect them or mm-hmm. something like that. You know what I mean? And that's and it comes down to a big time when it's playoff time when people are pitching on three four days. They talk about well he's been pitching five days all year and. They talk about everything about how it affects them. But when the guys are going good, you want to give them another extra day off and throw off that rotation of consistency that they have as far as pitching. 
it's Craig Council's fault. When you you got these guys going good, you're winning ball games. You got the pitching, the bullpen. They, I'm pretty sure David Stearns is working on that right now. Oh yeah. Um, because as of right now, that is terrible. Um, it's terrible. You have you have a good back end. Um, and from what I'm seeing from Williams, I, I for me personally, I think that the Brewers are thinking about um, if they want to if they want to just let Hater go um, when when it's time for him to get paid because. I'm not. I'm not saying that Devin Williams can't come come around. Oh yeah, he'll he'll be fine. You get this out of Devin Williams though. Every once in a while, he does this to you. But then he he'll go eight or nine uh, outings with just being flawless and being locked in yeah, and, and loaded. Yeah, I get I get that. But the consistency that you get from Hater, that's 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 uh, that's very that's something that you might want to think about paying for. Cause he's coming when you when Hater has his stretches, two three games maybe out the uh through through the season, um he has his stretches where he can be a little bit wild, but for the most part when you know when you know when that ninth inning comes around, he's coming out and he's and he's going to give you a consistent and it's probably it's probably lights out. So that might be something you want to think about paying for. Who's but, his agent? Who's who's Hater's agent? Sam, can you look that up? Because I'll tell you, if he's who, uh, if he's got who I think it is, man, he ain't giving no hometown town yeah. discount. No, I'm just saying they might want to think about it. You know, right? I get it. No, no, yeah. no. I I get it, Nate. I I got to move along, but it, good stuff. I had not thought of that. What's the biggest problem with the Brewers right now? I say it's pitching, right? Uh, they've given up 40 runs in their last five games. They've lost four of those five games. Let's figure, you would figure that if you give up 40 runs in five games, you're going to lose most of them. Okay, fair enough. How and why did they get to that point? Nate just brought it up. And I've um, been a little gripey about this throughout the season here, this love affair right now with Aaron Ashby. I'm in love with Aaron Ashby too. I, I think, he, I, as I said before, and I've said it on the air, I think he's not only going to be one of, if not the best Milwaukee Brewers pitcher at some point in his near future, he may be one of the better, more elite pitchers in all of baseball in his two, three, four, five-year window here. But he's not now. We already have five guys that are better than him. As Nate just pointed out, they're creatures of habit. They like to know. Four days rest. When do I uh, throw my bullpen? When do I do my running? When do I do my stretching? All of these things, they're they're regimented out. And that's interesting. That really is. 799-1250 as the Brewers lose 14-11. to We'll take a break here. We'll come back. We're going to hear from Craig Council, I think. Well, maybe not since it's a YouTube game. I don't know. And and a, a, a getaway day. This, this team needs a break. I think, I think some of them should have just headed to Miami early. They should have just got on like an early flight today and just said, hey, give us a... You th- think about what these guys are going to be doing tonight, Sammy. <laughs> they got a night at, in Miami and then they're off tomorrow. They don't have to show up to the ballpark till like noon on, on Friday. <laughs> oh, man. I'm a little worried now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the break they need, though. I, I, I believe that. That'll, 
That'll heal them up. But 799-1250, Christian Yelich hits for the cycle. Brewers offense, yeah, they put up 11. Brewers pitching, gave up 14. That's the bad news. But Christian Yelich hits for the cycle. Today's third in his career. All three against the Cincinnati Reds. Is he back to being at least a star player? 799-1250. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network, now featuring home grill kits to go. Visit them at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Get to your calls here in just a second here as the Brewers fall in game three of this three-game set in Cincinnati. They lose the game 14-11 to and lose the series at the same time. They've lost both series on this uh, current nine-game road trip. Two and four thus far. They're going to take the day off tomorrow, head to Miami tomorrow for a three-game set against the uh, Miami Marlins. And the call of the game once again today is uh, brought to you by... Five o'clock steakhouse. Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network, now featuring home grill kits to go. Visit them at five o'clocksteakhouse.com. So you have Christian Yelich in a, in a game that he, he doubles uh, in the first inning. Colton Wong had been uh, caught stealing. That would have been an RBI double. So I don't know where Wong was going there, but nonetheless. He doubles, uh, then hits a three-run homer, and I'm thinking, okay, you got two of the four in, two of the difficult three in. Later on in the game, he gets a base hit, and I'm thinking, well, what are the chances? You know. And then I got to thinking, he has hit for the cycle twice, both against the Cincinnati Reds. I thought, well, if you can find a gap somewhere, take the chance, take the double, try to stretch to a triple to get the cycle. If not... It's a blowout game. This is last at bat anyway. But check this out as heard on YouTube for the cycle. And that is blocked off. The you got to go. Christian you got to go. You got to go. To second. You got to go. go. He's going to go. 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 Triple City. Christian Yelich. Go get that ball. Cycle. Yeah, that, that YouTube. I love it. Christian Yelich, is he back in any way, shape, or form in your mind? They lose today, um, 14-11. to 11. Let's go to Brett. Brett, you're next on the fan here. What's going on? Hey, Tim. Yeah, real quick, before I answer your question, you know, I just want to say, I, I don't know what it is about Wisconsin sports fans and complaining about managers. Um, you know, the six-man rotation, you can count on one hand how many times a starting pitcher last year went on four days rest. They used a six-man rotation pretty much the whole year. So for anyone that wants to complain about Craig Council using a six-man rotation, well, I mean, you could make the other argument that the reason our pitchers have been so good is because they're getting the could. rest yep, and recovery. Yep, yes, you could. You know? so now, not, I mean, all, not all teams use a six-man. Not all teams no, do it, that. Yeah, but, I mean, I think the Brewers starters have been – very healthy and probably healthier than other teams. Um, and so honestly, I mean, yeah, they're 
there are days when, like Sunday, I, I would have loved for Woody to go on four days rest on Sunday instead of Ashby and pitched Ashby against the Reds. But the Brewers are taking care of, of their starting pitchers, and I, I've got no problem with that. You know, Corbin Burns has won a Cy Young. He's off to a great start again. Um, it, it's work for them. Their starting pitching has and been it, and admittedly, admittedly, you know, let's see what shape they're in in July and August, Brett, and and it'll be uh, you know shut shut your mouth, shut my mouth, um, and this has been working. They've been, you know, top five in ERA. They're top five in this, that, and the other thing. Strikeouts, strikeout to walk ratio. Okay, fair enough. And health, you're right, and health, but that's still yet to be played out here a little bit i it's my thought is and i'm, I'm not going to go too much on it but i wouldn't mess with those five guys until i needed to i wouldn't touch them i would not touch them they're young dudes they want to pitch i'll bet you if you'd locked them into the honest room brett what do you think all five of those guys lauer hauser peralta burns and woody would want probably yeah probably they, they probably would want that um yeah. you know just to answer your question, you know, real quick on Yelly, and then what I think is wrong is, um, you know, Yelly, I'm not going to say he's back the 2018-2019 levels. I've been hard on Yelly the past the past 12 months. I will say this though, he looks he looks awesome right now. He looks as good as he has since 2019, and if if he can sustain this over the next three weeks to Memorial Day, I'll I'll say he's back. I'm, I'm okay. happy with how he's playing right now. <laughs> And you're going to buy um, in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the one thing that I think is wrong, you know, I, listen, you're kind of going back to the six-man rotation, quite honestly. Um, I, I like Aaron Ashby. I kind of compare Aaron Ashby where he has, where he's at in his career right now to a young Freddie Peralta. Um, I think Ashby's going to have a great career. Do I Am I set on Aaron Ashby being a starter long-term? I don't know. I mean, he, he loses command uh, mm-hmm. a lot for, for that. To, to be the case, um, I think that six man, that six spot in the rotation. I I don't know if Ashby holds that the whole year. You might see a Josh Limboom up. You might see a Ethan Small. Um, but I, I think getting that six man consistently has some success. And then the biggest thing, and I, I know you've talked about this a lot, is that middle relief. I mean, they were banking on Cousins being a, a, a big role this year. Even with Cousins, they needed an arm. They did. Yep, Even with 100%. Jake Cousins in there, they needed one more arm in there. They're paying the price now. I mean, it's Gustave, it's J.C. Mejia. You really trust Hobie Milner? Decent year. Don't get me wrong. He's having a decent year, although a little bumpy as of late. But Brent Suter, I mean, what kind of role is he in? I mean, they, they, they were situational lefty with him yesterday because they're running out of arms out there. And then yeah. partly because they've got a six-man rotation. Yeah, and I, I got stepped up. I think Gott's going to be good. But, yeah, I mean, I think they're they're one or two arms away in that bullpen. Um, I mean, Boxberger, yep. Williams, Hader are awesome. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah. that's the thing for me is the middle relief. They, they're one or two arms short. Yeah, okay, good, good stuff. It's a great – thanks, Brett. It's a great debate, the six-man rotation. You know, the other thing to uh, interject in, into that conversation or debate, if you will, is that, you know, uh, Burns and, and Woody and Hauser and Peralta, what, what did they do? Yeah, I mean, uh, Freddie got his, his Mother's Day start, but they generally speaking, spent quite some time in the bullpen, paying dues, earning stripes, learning, maturing, learning how to battle out of situations, which is, which is uh, as... 
as much a part of maturation in baseball as anything is how you react after you get you, you get your brains beat in. But that I mean that's another thing to think about. Could Ashby, and again as Brett said, his control is a little bit of an issue at times. Could Ashby be that guy that could just be that sixth, seventh inning guy when you need him? And then when he's on, when he's just lights out on, well, then let him go. couple innings, sixth and seventh, save Vox, save Williams, flip the script, and go to tomorrow, and then you, you've got a full arsenal. I don't know. Just it's all it, They're all intertwined here. 799-1250. Uh, Bill, you're next. Bill, what do you think of Yelly today with the cycle? Well, I'm really happy for him. I'm I, I'm hoping he's coming back, but like your previous caller, I'm not quite sold yet. Well, hold on here. He's to... been getting absolutely hammered this season and last season. Now, 2020, yeah, not so much. We're all kind of dealing with what's going on with Yelich. Yeah. We're all trying to figure it out. Okay, but the last year plus, boy, I you know we got to give the guy credit. If you're going to blast him. When he's not Kristen Yelich, you got to start giving him, paying him some credit here for uh, for well, doing the job I'm here lately. He is Christian Yelich again. I, I mentioned before that I'm definitely rooting for him. I'm glad he got the cycle today, um, but it was against Cincinnati. Um, I know you play who you're scheduled to play, but what I wanted to bring up was about Aaron Ashby, and I've heard you mention several times that it feels to you as though. Uh, Council is pushing Aaron Ashby ahead of his time. Yep. And I've, I've, I've pondered that, and I've asked myself, why is Council doing that? And I truthfully wonder, and you can tell me if you think I'm really off-based here, but are they trying to find out if they've got somebody to make up for if they trade one of their other starters to get another bat? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't no, know I mean, because this this goes back to last year though. Yeah, um, yeah. Bill, it, it it goes back to your elimination game. Your whole season's on the line in Atlanta, yeah. and and you went with Aaron Ashby instead of Brandon Woodruff. I mean that that to me was like, whoa, wait a second here. You're going with this rookie over Woody. I mean, if well, I'm going to go like down to Atlanta, and and they're going to bounce me out of the playoffs and end my season, I want to do it with Woody on the mound. I don't want to exactly. do it with Aaron Ashby out there. Well, I was surprised he was starting Sunday, but that's that's why I came to the conclusion. I'm just wondering if they're trying to put out there, if they've got six good starters, they could afford to give one up for a good bat. And but, what's not uh, to love about Aaron Ashby, though, in terms well, of his future? Trading, yeah, I'm not saying trade Aaron Ashby. Right. I mean, you know, uh, it probably wouldn't be Peralta because they've got him tied up for a number of years. But... Uh, that, that's I, why I called in because I'm just wondering. Yeah, I, I all right. Th- thanks, Bill. I, it, I don't know. It's a dangerous proposition at, at times if you you force feed uh, maturity on on field maturity. That's it's dangerous at times, and and, and not just is going to affect Aaron Ashby. Because all the confidence and you know all that plays a part, and you want him to get his reps, we're all aware of that. But it also affects the other guys in the rotation. It affects the other guys in the bullpen. He's in an every other week. He's a bullpen guy, the way it's been going. And the stars have been lining up where they need a long guy 
and Aspie, on his day he would have been in the rotation, gets two and a third, two and two-thirds, a couple innings in relief. That would have been his day to start anyway had he been in the rotation. It's been working out like that. Now, as of late, you know, Craig Council said he's probably going to be in the rotation in the six-man moving forward here at least the rest of the month. Well, what does that do? That affects the other starters. That also affects the bullpen because you've only got so many roster spots. And now you're bouncing around with the Cousins injury. Uh, Brent Suter has not been really good this year. You're bouncing around with Gustaves and, and J.C. Mejias and Jose Reynas. And, you know, you're trying now. You're trying to find that, that combination. And every year is a bullpen combination. Spin the dial. You hope, you hope that you get the right guys in the right year, collectively. Thank goodness for Box Williams Hader, despite what happened with Devin yesterday. I mean, thank goodness for those guys. And Trevor Gott. And, and Gott's just been the one that f- flew under the radar, Sam, that just was like, yeah, that's a sign, Trevor Gott, the yeah. former big leaguer, and, and all of a sudden he's, he's been – they didn't have him, man. I, I would account for two additional losses. No, I would agree. I mean, coming into the year, you were hoping that one of these new middle relievers could kind of prove themselves and prove to be that fourth guy next to Boxberger, Williams, and Hayter. And, I mean, Trevor got he came onto the scene quickly and proved himself right away. He got yeah. into a bad situation against the Giants, but I, I really just kind of wiped that because since then he's just been so consistent. Never should have faced Peterson. No. I'm just, just saying he never should have faced him. That should have been lefty-lefty all the way. I don't, I don't want to go go back to that part, but – uh, all told, l- let's not forget that this this team is, and every year, this team goes through a, a feeling out process, just kind of adjustments. These are adjustments that are being made throughout a season. So do I go crazy on a, a particular move? Yep, I will. That's not going to stop. But in terms of the bigger picture adjustment, if it affects, if one move affects two, three, four different things down the line, I'm going to have a problem with that. Because now you're affecting the rest of the team or a larger part of the team. And I think the Aspie thing does impact that. Now, I'm open to being wrong, and I, in, in a way, I hope I'm wrong. Because if Ashley settles in with all these innings that he's getting, and we look back and we, we see some of these ERAs coming down, and this is a happy marriage between five really good starting pitchers to add a sixth one, and they get along, everyone's fine. Uh, the numbers bear it out that this was the way to go. The health is there. The winning is there. The strikeouts are there. Just every, everything's there. Okay, I'm good with it. I, I, hope, I hope that happens. Right now, I, I, I just don't think I'd take that gamble. I'm with right you, Tim. Now. I think, don't you want to just kind of save that stuff, trying to experiment whether or not he's actually going to be a starter or a reliever? Don't you just save that stuff for next spring training as long as you got these five starters that you have right now? Maybe. Because and I'm think, trying to think back, Sam, how they did it with Burns and Woody. Yeah. You remember that in 18? Well, Burns, man, that was tricky because they you know, rushed him into being a starter, and then he got rocked, obviously, went back down, went to that pitching lab, came back up. Woody was kind of more of a progression out of a bullpen. So, and then Freddie was kind of a mix of the two. Um, but with Ashby, man, like I was talking about this with Rami earlier to start the season. Like, if you can make Ashby that long reliever that you're talking about right out of the bullpen, or if you want to piggyback him with somebody, man, just think about how deep and, you know, crazy talented your bullpen is with yeah. Ashby. Yeah. And then you eventually get to like either Suter or Gott. 
Boxberger, yeah. Williams, Hader. It's just a lot of these teams, like the Cardinals, they're trying to do with Jordan Hicks, or they're trying to make these you know guys with crazy stuff into fifth starters that only go three to four innings. And then now the Braves are trying to do it with Spencer Strider and stuff like that. But the Brewers, mm-hmm. they have the luxury where they don't have to. So I just I just don't get you know trying to force it right now. I get till the end of the month and trying to ramp these guys back up, but I, I would just save that for the rest. You know, next season. Yeah, and you've got uh, you've got off days. One of which is is tomorrow. But 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 again, I, I that's a decision that I wouldn't make. But both Woody and Burns were outstanding out of the bullpen in 2018. They weren't they weren't force fed into any rotation because they had a good good high end talent, projected talent. Because we all knew, the organization certainly knew, that Burns and Woody were coming. These, these two studs were coming. We all, everybody knew this in 2000. I remember being on the air. Who do you pick, Burns or Woody? Who's going to have the better career in the next five years, Burns or Woody? Oh, you guys are in Woody camp. I'm in Burns camp. Ah, see, and it was sort of this competition thing. That was 2018, both out of the pen. I think one of them had, that's just off the top of my head, didn't one of them throw for like a 2.1 ERA in 20-some, maybe upwards of 30 appearances? I mean, these guys were good. They were a huge part of why that team was successful to the NLCS. Okay, that being said, I'm glad it worked out. They did it, well, they did it, I shouldn't say right. They did it their way. And I remember at that time saying, hey, the Cardinals did it for years you didn't get thrust into the rotation until you paid your dues in that bullpen. That included Adam Wainwright many, many years ago. But big-name pitchers started out in the pen for a lot of organizations, including this one, Burns and Woodruff. Tim, to your point, uh, Corbin Burns was the guy you were talking about. He had a 2.61 ERA in 2018. Okay. I, would ch- I checked Woody and all of his ERAs and earlier in his career. was like three and a half and all that. So right. I think you're thinking of Burns. Yeah, I mean, these, these guys were good, but that's, that's the way they sort of integrated them into ultimately being as they knew they were going to be starters. They, they, there was 100% true. They knew that they were going to be starters. They know that Aaron Ashby is going to be a starter. It's just that the, the timeline is just so heightened and quickened with Ashby that I'm just, okay. I mean, I, I hope you're right. But I'm just sort of, sort of shaking my head real quick, like, oh, okay, all right. Just don't let it impact a lot of other players. But Brewers fall today, 14 to 11, 25 runs in the game, bunch of home runs, bunch of bases clearing, a double, a base clearing, triple. I'm just talking about both teams. Jace Peterson, how about that? He keeps keeping on. And we had we had a lot of good things that happened in this game, except the uh, final score, fourteen uh, eleven. They were down fourteen to six. They put up five in that ninth inning, almost. They, they, the tying run was on deck in this game. Man, just you know, the Mets came back from what six or seven down the other day. Yeah, against the Phillies. Yeah, why couldn't it be the Brewers today? It almost was, but. Close, but no cigar. They're 20 and 12 after this loss. 799-1250 if you want to jump in here. Uh, it is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street and Oak Creek on the fan.
Welcome back. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Tim Allen, there's Sam Schmitz, and a uh, Brewers 14-11 to loss to lose the game in the series. And we'll, we'll get you recapped up uh, as uh, we'll turn things over to Rami Makloff in just a little bit to uh, get you some Bucks preview because... Uh, Boy, we're now T minus what six uh, six o'clock. They they tip right. They do. So we're about two hours away. Yeah, a couple hours away. What a game! What a huge game that is. This is going to be the so, pivotal one. Most teams that win Game Five end up winning the series. Oh boy, it turns into a three game series. It's going seven, don't you think? That's what I originally predicted. I predicted Bucks in seven, and then after Game One, I got a little cocky and whittled it down to Bucks in five, and then here we are. So I guess it's back to Bucks in seven. Yeah, but it could I be Bucks so. and six. Yeah, well, it could be. It still could be. Yes. That'd be great just to win tonight and then come back home and win it on home court, not with, to worry about going back it. to Boston. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with one shot at it. So Rami's uh, here in just a little while. Uh, if you happen to miss the game, I know when it's not on Valley Sports Wisconsin uh, television, it's uh, it's a little different dynamic. A lot of people will listen on the radio then, if at all. It was a YouTube game today. Scott Brown. Uh, Yonder Alonzo and Amy Gutierrez on the call here. Let's get into this game recap. We'll walk you through the game. 14-2-11. Uh, you're, you're going to hear some highlights here. and we, we have to do this. Brewers, a f- good start to the game. Double for Colton Wong. Adamas then with a strikeout. And then during the yelly at bat, Colton Wong, uh, aggressive base running. I'll give him that. Tries to steal third. He's throwing out. I question that just simply because uh, two reasons. Number one, it's, it's Christian Yelich. But number two, it's a left-handed bat up there. And it gives a clear path to the catcher. And there's no impeding. You know, you can stay in the box as a right-handed hitter if, and, and make, make the catcher throw around you or take a step up. And that I thought was interesting. And certainly when that happens, don't you think it always comes back to get you? And it did. It was uh, Christian Yelich rocking a double. That would have driven in a run there. Uh, Rowdy, a strikeout. Bottom of the first coming up in Hauser. Starts his outing. In trouble. Leadoff base hit. Then records a line out to right. Renfro almost misplayed that ball. Then a base hit to put two runners aboard. Uh, that that should have been an error, though. And ultimately, later on in the game, they did change it to an error. And, and in theory, it should have been a double play. RBI double. How's that? One zip. Then Hauser walks a man to load him up. Then gives up a three-run triple for a four-zip Reds lead. It's a line out to end the inning. Four runs on four hits, a walk. Well, four runs on three hits and an error. Ugly start to this game. Yeah. Not playing the best brand of baseball, guys. They're just not. They're slumping a little bit uh, overall. Brewers go in order in that uh, second inning, and Hauser, Reds get all over him in the second inning. Now, remember, it's four zip. After one out, Naquin, a two-strike bunt base hit. And again, those that think small ball is dead, they're dead wrong because it works. It doesn't work all the time. And I wouldn't do it all the time. In certain situations, it does work, and David Bell believes that. A two-strike bunt base hit. You know you've got the Brewers back on their heels, and it started it. Then a walk, then another walk, 
Bases loaded. Then a big strikeout to Moustakis. Let's get out of this thing, Adrian. Stevenson, Stevenson, a three-run double. And then an error on the back end of that play to move Stevenson to third. A seven-zip lead for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, 57 pitches through the two innings for Adrian Hauser. And seven runs later, they're looking up at a big number. Brewers battle back. They get back into it. Sort of. Lead-off base hit by Lorenzo Cain. Jace Peterson then works a walk. Way to go on base, Jace. Uh, get a rally going. Strike out to Wong. Pop up on the infield by Adamas. Two outs, two on. But Christian Yelich puts three on the board and does get the Brewers back in it. Yelich. Got more shoes than I <laughs> Yelich. That's got a chance. Yes, keep left and forget about it. That's a good sign when you're going the other way like that. 3 1 count. You didn't want to pull it. You just want to hit the ball the other way. Oh, that's beautiful. Three run shot. I bet he told himself this morning. I'm going to go deep. Yeah, there you go. 7-3. Now that now it's a ball game. Hauser needs a shutdown inning to keep it right there. Gets it. 1-2-3 into that fourth inning uh, at 7-3. You got to keep pecking away. You just bit off uh, three runs, and you got to do it again. Just just chip, chip away. And the Brewers did that in the fourth inning, and that uh, was a solo shot off the bat of Hunter Renfro. Going opposite field, lofts it to right. If it has the spot in right, it's gone. We talked about it. It stays fair, and it's good enough to go for Hunter Renfro, his seventh of the season, oh, man. to make it 7-4. Yeah, one run closer, 7-4 into the bottom of the fourth inning. After the Brewers got a little closer, well, the, he needed another shutdown inning and, and got it. He did pitch around some trouble. Runners at second and third at one point in that inning with just one out. Got Moustakis in a big spot to pop it up, and Stevenson grounded out. Up over 90 pitches for Adrian Hauser through the four innings into the fifth inning. Brewers offense, more pressure on Gutierrez in that fifth. A one-out walk to uh, Colton Wong, and then a two-out base hit by Christian Yelich. There's his single. He had the double, the homer. There's the single. You think, ah, maybe, maybe he'll get that triple. More on that in a bit. David Bell uh, goes to get Gutierrez, and he goes to his pen. Two on, two out, 7-4 ball game. Rowdy coming up. Come on, Telez. Alexis Diaz. That's their guy. This is a great move by David Bell. Uh, dude's got a, a .6 ERA this season. And just outstanding this year. Uh, he's going to face Rowdy Telez, to, and he hits him to load the bases. Oh, boy, one swing, and the Brewers are going to take the lead. <clears throat> Can they get it? Luis Urias, uh, three pitches. Mm, no, he goes down on strikes. Seven to four into the bottom of the fifth inning. Hobie Milner on to take over for Hauser. Hauser, four innings, six hits, seven runs, just three of those earned, four walks and three strikeouts. Uh, not a good performance from Adrian Hauser. But Milner uh, and the Reds approach Milner with, uh, well, a plan. And here's where I was saying, small ball is not dead in baseball. Uh, a lefty-lefty matchup to Colin Moran. Opposite field double. Get him on. Tyler Naquin with a sacrifice bunt. Get him over. 
and Kyle Farmer with a sacrifice fly get them in. That's how it works. It's it's sometimes it can look almost machine like to do that. You could just take a run, just any time you want it. Just we'll take it, and they did. It's eight four at that point. One out walk by Omar uh, in the uh, sixth inning, and Brent Suter in the pitch that sixth inning. Brewers showing off some arms. Leading off was uh, T.J. Friedel. Looking to be a double into the corner. Hunter Renfro showing off the arm. Hoses him at second base. Two outs later, Tommy Pham. Yeah, had a base hit and an RBI early in the game. Go figure. Go figure. Gets another base hit here. Uh, Urias almost had a spectacular play to get him, but Suter picks him off. With his arm, in a weird sequence, Suter faces the minimum while giving up two hits in the inning. That's kind of a crazy, that, that doesn't happen very often. Three fly ball outs in the seventh for the Brewers offense. Wong, Adamas, uh, deep, and then Yelich flew out not as deep. Didn't get the triple that time. We're on triple watch. J.C. Mejia made his Brewer debut, bottom of the seventh inning, and did not allow a run. Okay, 8-4. What are you going to do there, Craig? You're going to send out uh, J.C. Mejia for another inning? More on that in just a bit. Let's get that run right back that they scored before. How about a multi-home run game for Hunter Renfro? Uh-oh. It hard off the bat of Renfro. It's a two-homer day. We like to say, Toddy, Hottie, we like to party. My God. Double deck blast. Yeah, they would add a double in the eighth uh, from Omar, but nothing after the home run. 8-5. You going to go with J.C. Mejia right here? Uh, yep. Yep, three-run game. Well, that's still a three-run game. You got to pitch these. You're not going to go with Williams or Hayter or any of these other guys. So uh, I, I believe that uh, that was probably the right move. So J.C. Mejia just has trouble. A walk, a fly ball for the first out, then a walk, then a walk to load the bases. And he's going to fig- face, uh, yep, go figure, Tommy Fan, a two-run base hit. I don't like him. Sam, is there, is, am, I, am I out of line for not liking Tommy Fan? I don't like him either just because he was a brewer killer with the Cardinals, now a brewer killer with the Reds. But you got a part of me, part of me respects a little bit of his career trajectory. A guy so old comes into the majors and then all of a sudden is pretty decent. But yeah, I mean, overall, not a fan of Tommy Pham. No, and he just had a whale of a series. He really did. That made it 10 to 5. Then a base hit by Moustakis made it 11 to 5. And then finally, finally, that's it for J.C. Mejia. Uh, Luis Perdomo enters the game, gets a ground ball for the second out of the uh, inning, and then gives up a three-run home run to Colin Moran. 14-5 to with a six-run bottom of the eighth inning into the ninth inning. Reds, By the way, the Reds batted nine in that frame, scoring six times on four hits and three walks. I mean, this, this pitching's been... Mm. Give him a finish, Brewers. Come on now. Ninth inning. Jace Peterson stays hot. Here and Peterson puts that one in the air, carrying deep right, and it is gone. First row. Jace Peterson muscling up his second of the year. Okay, 14-6. Play out the string. Base hit by Colton Wong. And then it brought up Mike Brasso, really? 
And look uh -oh. at him go. Brasso. Gone. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 14-8. You getting excited yet? Uh, this, more importantly, needing a triple for the cycle. You heard it earlier in the show. Well, let's hear it again. He needs the triple for his third cycle in his career. And that is blocked off. The you got to go. Christian you got to go. Cycle you got to go. To second. You got to go. go. He's going to get it. Triple City. Christian Yelich. Go get that ball. Cycle. There you go. He got his, uh, his triple and got the cycle. Rowdy Telez then up next. How about we add on another run? Oh, unfortunately, I don't have that one, Tim. I apologize. Uh, you don't, you don't, okay, that, that was a double to make it 14-9. David Bell's getting a little nervous here. Let's, uh, let's go to the bullpen. And, uh, well, uh, new pitcher greeted by Luis Urias. Runner going, and that smacked. Fair ball. Telez to third, and he's being rounded home, and he will score. Another pitch, another hard knock for a run. It's 14-10. Okay, we'll take that, 14-10. You getting excited? I was. I really was. Omar Narvaez had a bat in his hand and adds to the fun. And that's driven deep to center. Riding back, and it's going to go over Friedel's head. And this should score another for Milwaukee. Urias, come on down. RBI double, it's 14-11. And that's where the final stood right there. 14-11, almost for the Brewers. Uh, six runs in that ninth inning. To, uh, to get within three, the tying run ended up in the on-deck circle. Uh, if you want to jump in here, just a couple of minutes left, we'll uh, talk to Rami. Uh, he's going to be uh, talking to you guys about Bucks basketball. Is that right, Sam? Yep, and we'll be talking to Ty Windish at 445, and we'll also do a little draft mockery with him. Today, Tim, we are drafting the most annoying things about traveling. Yeah, because Rami uh, just coming back from his trip to uh, San Francisco, right? He did. Um, and then I believe Tim, too, when we were doing our MLB fan favorite players, um, I ended up going pandering all out and ended up getting me a 2% victory over you. Oh, that was close, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. But um, Brett Phillips and Daniel Vogelback never fail. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. They were, they were fan favorites. Do we say goodbye now? Is, is that what we're doing? We kick it back to Rami? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think we're missing anything else. So I guess uh, let me hit some Tupac here before oh, yeah. we get on hit, the way out. Hit the song, man. I, I, uh, I, I, I got to get better. Brewers got to get better. We all got to get better. Yeah. Everyone gets better. Sound yeah. like Mike Budenholzer right now. Bucks need to get better. And speaking of which, yeah, uh, tip at six and, man, um, big, big game. So you guys enjoy that game. The weather is better. That's a good thing. Next time I see you will be on uh, Friday. It's game one of a three-game set down in Miami to face the Marlins. 540 first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. For Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. Stick around. Some Bucks conversation. Rob, the return of Sir Rami Francis Makloff is next here on The Fan. And smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.
celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.